Hey, everybody, Raylan Casper-White here. This week's episode of X-Ray brought to you by St. Petersburg House of Discreet Pleasure. If you're lonely and horny and your spouse has gotten unattractively plump, the lovely ladies and gentlemen at St. Petersburg House of Discreet Pleasure can service all your primal needs in a friendly, burgundy velvet environment. All staff are screened regularly for STDs and bipolar disorder. I personally use these guys' services, and they are fantastic. They are mostly angry and Russian and give you just enough shit to make you feel like you're worthless and be turned on at the same time. Go to sphdp.ru and mention the code X-Ray for a free condom and borscht-flavored lube. Okay, let's start the show. This is a Stand-Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey everybody, Raylan Casper-White here, and you're listening to X-Ray. Hi everybody, Raylan Casper-White here, the um, mellifluous uh, stylings of Harry Lennox here with me. Another very attractive, I have been very lucky, Harry, you are, you're probably the most attractive man I've had on so far. I hate to objectify, but that's how we roll. Um, just look, if you don't know him from The Blacklist or a bazillion other things he did, uh, just look him. It's called Google, okay? And see this man in all his finity. Um, now, you are, are you mixed? Like, what's the situation here? What are you not? You're like light skinned black. What is that? Tell me about your background. So, uh, I am completely 100% as far as I know African American or black American. I prefer okay. black. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. African American, I mean, are there, are there black people here that did not originate in Africa? No, there aren't any black people here that did not originate. Okay, so everybody's African-American. Because I have some Jamaican friends that get annoyed with saying African-American. They prefer black. I Why pref- do you think that is? I prefer because uh, after so long, okay. we're, not, uh, we're not really Africans. We're, we're black. It's right. a specific kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think I, I, mean, I, think I, I can try. Yeah. Um, do, you have any, do you feel any sort of soulful connection to Africa? Or is this, is this like surreal, abstract concept? It's, I've been a couple of times, so okay. it's, it's, it's not quite abstract. I've right, been to right, Africa right. a few times, but okay. uh, I don't consider myself African. I'm, I'm black. You're black. Yeah. Okay. But you're light-skinned. Yes. So, where, <laughs> so that, does that mean, was there some intermixing at some um, crucial juncture? I'm sure at some point that, okay. that uh, one of your ancestors uh, oh boy. had their way with one of mine. Uh, you're pro- okay. Yeah, we're, so. we're getting there. We're, we went dark very uh, quickly. Well, you, you said I'm light. How could I be dark? No, I'm you're light. right. So you're right. I am a little bit in denial of my family's history. Right. Um, so let's just leave it at that because I'd like to keep this a festive conversation. <laughs> okay, we could do that. But I need to tell you, you know, all people on the planet Earth. Yes. Have African blood in them. So oh, I'm I know that. that. Right. So you, you're black too. I'm black too. Yeah. No, we're all we're black. African. You're at least African. I'm a, okay. Yeah. Right. I'm a little <laughs> pasty to be black. I mean, if I marched in Black Lives Matter, they might be like, "Oh, it's the white guilt." You know, they're not gonna be like, "She's fighting for her rights." Right. Right. I'm right. assuming. I've tried. There I did are, not go there, well. There so, are black people who look whiter than you, though. Do you think that. so? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um. <laughs> So can you tell me, because uh, I'm going to ask questions, and I, I hope they're not, off- you know, I try not to be offensive, but I end up being offensive. It's just not intentional. Yeah. Can you tell me, so I read in, in did you write your own Wikipedia thing, or did somebody else write it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I wrote it. I would have, it would have been a lot more it? to it. Okay. No. I'm sure you were aware. I had somebody correct some things, though, because there were some things that, that were, were annoying. Wrong. Yeah, that's, that's right. annoying. Like, what was wrong? They I said you were like remember. a redhead or something? It said something about... Uh, but it wasn't complete, and then it okay. said that I was in a movie that I actually wasn't in. Was it a good movie? Could you take credit uh, I liked for the it? Movie. it was like called... he was in Scarface. <laughs> I like Scarface. Yeah, that's a good movie. Both versions of it, the one with uh, 
the original Scarface, of course, I think was Paul Mooney. Okay. And then the second, of course, with Al Pacino. Yes, I don't know the Paul Mooney one. Oh, you got to check it out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it okay. Um, so, so wait, so, so I read that you were Creole, and so I just know Creole from like, you know, Creole like Louisiana, and I read that it's usually either French or Spanish ancestor. Can you explain that to me? And what do you know? Have you done like your Twenty Three and Me or what? I haven't done it. I haven't done it. Uh, my wife has done one of those things. Those. And what did DNA she find things. out? Yeah. That uh, there are no big surprises, I don't think. Okay. She uh, she she knew a lot of, of she's her family black. history. She's black. Okay. Okay. She's black, but she's got some uh, Indian, Native American. Now I know Creole from like Louisiana and food and voodoo and you know all these things, and I'm sure a lot of misconceptions. Can you break it down for me and what that means in terms of what where you're from? Yes, I can. I'm happy to do it. I think to you know my here's the very interesting. My father's side is Creole, really, and they and they are uh, primarily. African blood, African descent, Native American. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, French. Okay. In fact, my grandfather, I know he spoke fluent French. Amazing. And they called him the Frenchman in the, in the First World War. He was a sergeant, which for a black person at that time is pretty high up in oh, the wow. First World War. Okay. And uh, anyway, Creole can mean many things, but it's generally a, a mix of African, Spanish, uh, French, perhaps Native. Uh, or indigenous population of people. Okay. Uh, in Spanish, they call it criollo. Well, say that again. Criollo. Oh, I love that. It 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 French is called creole. Okay. Uh, so it's it's just basically almost the the the, the ingredients of the American. So experiment. it is interracial, so to speak. Yes. They're saying okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like. I mean, that's what we are, right? We're all mixed. We're all mixed up, but that's just on my father's side. On my mother's side, uh, that's pretty. That's black and a little Native American. A little Native, a little yeah. touch, a little hint, a yeah. little peppering of that's, some Navajo. That's a, a, Always like a little Navajo pepper. Um, <laughs> so you're a formidable actor. You started out in the theater, correct? Um, uh, yep. So you started with that. Uh, were you a, were you a kid actor, or did you start only at university, or what? No, I wasn't a kid. I, I wasn't a professional uh, as a child, okay. but I did some plays, you know, like in elementary school. Right, they would right. do a those, spring musical. Yeah, I hate those so yeah, fucking annoying. Those see, I have 13 yeah. children, but, you know, so it's like, oh, good you God. Are, I have a lot of offspring, yeah. I always joke. I'm like one walking episiotomy. So, yeah, I have a lot of kids. I got to see they're all their fucking play. You know, they end up doing the same one. Right. Teachers have don't have a lot of imagination. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's Annie again. Do you have a favorite child? I have to ask you. I, you know, they fluctuate on an hourly basis. You okay. know, at this point, I tell them all they're my favorite, but they, they know they're not. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of, the ones I, I have one now. Um, sometimes I black on the names. It's hard keeping track. You know what I mean? And so I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I do, I favor the attractive ones more just because, you know, genetically speaking, we're, we're inclined to look at more pleasant things. You know, that's why magazines aren't full of ugly people. Do you know what I mean? That's, we like to look at pretty things. Do you uh, think you're done having children at 13? Oh, no, stop? it's my career. I'm a, I'm a professional surrogate, Harry, so I, I do this for a living. Uh, so I'm happy to um, to bring more people into the world. My my womb is my womb is like is like the Waldorf Astoria of wombs. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking plush carpeting. You know, I'm talking like marble bathrooms. I'm talking bidet. I got everything in my womb. So <laughs> babies are happy there. This is not some shady, you know what I mean, sketchy street. If they could street. go back in, it sounds like they go right back uh, uh, inside. They yeah, well, they, if they could. That's yeah, the world's a tough place. Um, so, okay, I, you know, I, I do want to hear about your theater career, but I'm more interested in your film because theater, for, I'll tell you the challenge for theater for me. I did try and see some some Shakespeare and stuff. 
it's hard. Mm -hmm. Without subtitles, it's really challenging. Mm -hmm. And everyone always puts on a little bit of an English accent, you know what I mean? No matter where, they could be from Delaware, but suddenly it brings it out. And I tried, you know what I mean? It's like, to be or not to be. Like, it just happens. Like, that's it, pretty good, Thank man. you. It's just, you know, oh, well, that is nobler. It's just something that happens. And all I keep thinking about Gwyneth Paltrow and her annoying fucking face in that, in what was that, Shakespeare in Love? I mean, oh, it's just, so I tried that and it, it, it's hard for me to sit through that. I do like, you know, the snippets. I sit for the first 10 minutes and I read the program and I leave. Um, I like me a good musical, but um, it's hard to watch straight plays. A movie, at least, you can watch, you can pleasure yourself while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Theater, it gets a little awkward touching yourself during the racier parts. You know what I mean, Harry? It's okay. You can, you can, <laughs> I think I've embarrassed. Harry's more of a. I forgot to mention Harry's a religious person. Oh, we'll go that to that. But yeah. I'm just saying theater's not as private for, for that. That's it depends what kind true. of theater you're going to, that right? Depending, but yes. They're not playing Titus Andronicus at the Triple uh, X. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they could. Maybe they're trying. Andronicus, right? <laughs> Remember that in Monty Python, Biggest Dickus? Tight ass Andronicus. There we go. Yeah. Tight. Ooh, that, ooh tight so you're familiar with the canon. Yeah. I love it. Um, what was your favorite theater role? To ever, you've ever done? So when I was a younger man, I was about 25, I think I played uh, Jay Gatsby from the novel The Great Gatsby. The Great a friend Gatsby. of mine put it together as a, as a play. Okay. Uh, and that wasn't the first time actually I'd been on Broadway as a play in the 30s or something maybe. Okay. And uh, so I played Jay Gatsby, and it was very interesting just as a, as a black guy who um, is playing somebody that wasn't originally black, but from a dubious background, mm. the character Jay, nobody really knows right, right. where he's from. Um, well, they know he's actually from, I think, the, the Dakotas or something. Okay. But he's mysterious background. Mm. And so I thought it was a, a pretty good parallel between who the literary character was. Right. Or as we like to say in, in academia, literary figure. The who, figure. Who, the figure, because a character is <laughs> like a, a character could be a, an al alphabetical letter, for example. Right. Uh, oh, for, right. For of course, writing. for those of you that are sticklers. That's right. Um, now, do you, I found in your career that I've, I've, I'm a fan. I watched you on Dollhouse. That was a fun show. Whatever mm. happened to her? She's still acting. What's her name? Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. What the fuck happened to Eliza Dushku? <laughs> she, uh, she was boning the creator for a while or something. Something was going on there, right? I don't think so. I, don't I think don't know. She was. I Something about her seemed shady. Lovely girl. She was pretty a, to look very at. Pretty. She was uh, started off as a child actor herself. Okay, she I can was, see that. I think she was in True Lies, maybe. Okay. With okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger as yeah, a little girl. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Uh, but I think she's going back to school. You'd be really yeah, getting I'm her degree in history and something like that. Neuroeconomics. That kind of Eliza thing. Dushko, upcoming MBA, PhD. MD. Something like that. Um, good for her. Yeah. Just shows that pretty girls can go back to school. Yeah. Uh, I should tell my daughters that. So you did doll, but I found that you are not typically always cast as like the black act. You know, you've done roles that could have been played by white act. Have you found that? Have you, you feel like you, luckily you haven't been racially categorized? I have found that to be uh, the case, although, you know, now I kind of play figures that are military or, or cops. Well, that you have kind that of voice and I got stature, too. And I'm a big guy. And so yeah. I, you know, they associate me with that kind of thing, but that's okay. It's, well, why I'm not? Right? Why right? Not? Better to be typecast than not cast. That's correct. Am I right? That's correct. And over the years, you know, I used to be typecast as one way, but now it's it's moved into Okay. Thing, now you're so. on blacklist. Yes. Um, not a racist title. Not that, in this case. I have a feeling you're going to have a strong opinion about this, but how do you feel about, like, did you see the, the new Spike Lee movie? I haven't seen it. Okay. Are you having any interest in seeing it? Not really. Okay. Why not? Um, I think that I'm a little tired of nostalgia. 
really. And I'm, I'm okay. a little sick of things that uh, keep going back into the past. I think particularly what like black black like past, Klansmen and right. civil rights and things like that. Yeah, I mean that sort of thing. I'm sick of it. I mean I know a lot about it. I'm glad that if people are learning something from it, right? Uh, I'm all for it. But okay. for me, I don't need to see it anymore. And in this particular case. Uh, they take an FBI agent, a black man yes. who's an FBI agent, and they make him into a hero. And I don't think that the real character, the real figure, is in historic in historical fact, um, was as big a champion okay. for the black cause as they're making him out. As Spike is, who is my friend? Spike, is Spike is my a buddy. Friend. Spike is a buddy. Nice. But I don't, uh, I don't like to see revisionist history making the FBI into the good guy. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to, you probably not, I don't know what you think about our current president. Oh, boy. Well, I'm conflicted. I have a warm spot in my heart for him. Yes. And I also have a disgusted spot. So I, you know, I I pride myself on not falling into that stereotype. Yeah. Good. You know, I like his freewheeling attitude, uh, his sexual exploits, whatever, um, grabbing pussy, you know, every Tuesday for me. But I'm just saying... But he's a, I, I find him a, a broken child, yeah, you know, and yeah. I want to give him love, and I feel like he needs love. And maybe if he had more of a, maybe a Southern um, partner in life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone who would cook and give him massages and maybe do his hair. Maybe he'd feel more loved and be more open to the world. I think he's very isolated, poor guy. You, it sounds like uh, there's a love connection that's possible here. Well, I, I've known, I met Donnie, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. And he's complimented me. He's a good validator. When he likes you, he makes you feel like you're a million bucks. Did he grab you in any particular? He tried. We, <laughs> we You know, I grabbed him first. <laughs> he liked that. Uh, and then we just played some canasta. But I think that, you know, everybody, it's so easy to bash to bash him. Yeah. Um, and it's just a loop. You know, if everybody, yeah. all the world said, you know what, hon, we know you're not loved. Take a minute. We love you. It's like a like an AA meeting. You know what I mean? Right. We love you. Just know that. And don't look for validation on the outside. Look at it from the inside. Right. But right. apparently he doesn't have it on the inside. So he's so fragile. And all we're doing is perpetuating because everybody's making fun of You know what I mean? That's very thoughtful of you. And I, I was, my thing that I say about the guy is I, I didn't uh, vote for him or don't support him. But right. I, uh, but I'm grateful that he took down the FBI or at least the head of the FBI. Oh, interesting. So you didn't like Comey? I didn't at all because he cost my friend who I was a surrogate for the election. At the last minute to come out with that nonsense. Oh, with Hill. That was bullshit Your friend right to Hill. So and wait, then, did you yeah. uh, did you support Barack at the time? No. No, but did, did you know Barack? What? I do know him, yeah. I and know. is he a buddy? Uh, we were close at one point. But, okay, uh, and what not, happened? Uh, you lost at poker? What happened there? Well, no, I, I uh, didn't like what he did, uh, what he didn't do. Okay. For, for the community that got him where he was. He completely turned his back on the Chicago community and the black community as a whole that uh, was so hopeful and optimistic mm. about him. And he never did a goddamn thing for him. Not a single thing nothing, you think. Nothing. Interesting. So I don't have any respect for that. And one, one thing you can say for, for this guy yeah. is that he is looks, at least looking out for his own kind, as did Bush before him. Right. So I, I, don't, uh, I think that that kind of loyalty, even though I wouldn't be loyal to those particular people. Right, right, uh, right. At least that kind of, uh, of, of commitment and obligation was, was fulfilled to a certain extent. And none of that happened. Under Obama, so I don't have any respect. What do you think he promised that he didn't um, follow through on? Hope and change. Hope and change. We promised hope, 
or at least he promised. You could, we still, I hope, I guess, are hopeful. Right. But uh, the hope that he promised that there would be a change mm-hmm. and that there would be some fulfillment of these hopes and wishes that had been so long deferred right. for particular communities uh, would be in some way addressed. He never even talked about it. He never so passed he one piece try, of blood. He didn't do a damn thing. Wow. wow. And so I get a little frustrated sometimes when I all the black people get all weepy uh, eyed and they drink the right. Kool Aid and got nothing. Well, now it's. I mean, you think it's it's gotten worse though, don't you think? You think that it was better before, and not be- worse now? Better for who? I mean, in general, well, who's like, it, it's not better or worse. Okay. For black people, you don't think as it's, a whole. Okay. Uh, under there's no difference whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you look at things like uh, the murder rate in Chicago, right, right. Well, that's uh, there was a rough stretch there. It's still rough, but yeah. it was not. It is not as rough currently, as bad as it is, as it was under Obama. And I don't know that it has anything to do with who's in the White right, House. Right, right, right. But I do know that uh, Trump talked about it at the inauguration. He talked about it during the election. And again, these issues were never raised by Barack Obama. Never. Not one time. So maybe something happened. Uh, so I I don't know. It's no the reality of Donald Trump and the lives of black people uh, and a lot of the marginalized people. I'm sure that the Latino community might feel a little differently. I'm not sure. But it is no different, hmm. no better and no worse on, on the whole right. under this man. Better to know your enemies sometimes than to have a false friend. Do you think, though, that maybe um, in terms of the message, do you think that Trump, though, is not increasing the division and the racial divide? Uh, you know, kind of criticizing Colin. I don't know how to fucking pronounce his last name. Kaepernick? Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Pumpernickel. Yep. It's just, you know <laughs> what I mean? I just, it's like, look like, a, just he's adorable. But do you think that when he does, you know, or, or the whole thing with Charlottesville and, you know, he's out. I mean, I find that, I find that, emotionally and psychologically people are more divided along racial lines now don't you agree i i don't okay i don't All i right. take that we'll i agree think to that, disagree uh, yeah we can agree to disagree I'm, you're I'm black i take your word for it who am i just a bystander with a podcast but you know you what know, i mean they, white people's opinions count too really well i, I would hope that. so i'm <laughs> tired of being marginalized <laughs> This is a two-way street here yeah, at some point. Yeah. But I'd say, you know, that uh, I know that people feel that way. Okay. But I don't give a damn, uh, you know what I mean? There's a, something Malcolm X used to say. He said, you know, the, the difference between liberals and conservatives is that liberals bite you with a smile and conservatives bite you with a growl. Hmm. But you're still being bitten, and there's no difference. There's no uh, qualitative differentiation of being bitten with a smile or with a with a growl. I, I, I think uh, I prefer a smile. A smile. Just cause, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's always nicer to be bitten with a smile. I'm just with personal preference. I don't like to be growled better. at unless I'm doing role play and like we're in the forest. You know what I mean? And he's the bear and I'm the ferret. But um, did you ever call Barack? Like, did you guys have like a fisher where you stopped talking? I've was called it like, him some things. What's that? <laughs> I said I've called him some things. Oh no, but I mean, I mean, but was it ever like a clean break, like a breakup from a relationship? Was it like, you know what, sweetheart, uh, I can't be friends with you anymore, or was it like, you know what I mean? F you, or just kind of fizzled out, and you guys started ghosting each other on text? Like, how did it, how did it dissolve? It just uh, as as uh, T. S. Eliot had it in uh, in his great poem. Not with a bang, but a whimper. It just fizzled out. It fizzled yeah, out, yeah. like most of my relationships. Oh, I'm sad. And how's Hillary doing now? You in touch with her? You guys talk to each other sometimes? She see, I don't, I'm afraid. I wish I, 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 I could. I actually liked her. And but you I were in was, touch during her campaign? No, not really. Not oh, okay. At all. I okay. was just a surrogate. And, a uh, surrogate. I'm a surrogate, yeah. so I'm confused by that term. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Unless you're popping a baby out, I don't see much surrogacy happening here. <laughs> 
a surrogate. <laughs> I'd like to run instead of you, Hillary. Maybe I would have won. That's the kind of surrogacy I'm talking you might, about. You might have. Yeah, well, you might have. No, you I'm might. talking about you. I'm not talking about me. But people, uh, uh, unfortunately, people give her a bad rap. You know, this is extraordinarily accomplishment. She's unloved. That's what I'm saying. Unloved. Uh, and I wonder why, because she actually was working for the Children's Defense Fund. She right. did a great deal of, of uh, advocacy in her private life and in mm. her personal life. And people just, she didn't She's have the magic. She's her own publicist. I think You know so. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she really, yeah. like, if she yeah. came over to babysit my kids, I'd be like, eh, a little shady. Do you know what I mean? Like, very intelligent. Love to have her as my college professor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, love to maybe give her some sex therapy because that's also what I do and I open her up. I feel, You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, some there have been theories that maybe she's bisexual or asexual. I mean, there, there have been theories like that, that maybe she just hasn't explored that that you know that kind of avenue she might need and maybe the, she needs a girlfriend maybe some sort of you know what i mean like a leah delary or anybody from orange is the new black they all became gay did you know that i did not all these gorgeous women on that show suddenly like a, really? a, a month into shooting they're all leaving their husbands and and marrying the other actresses i thought it was fantastic i mean it's unbelievable they all became gay now they're this all is gay. off the show you're talking about off camera off the show i'm saying one of the writers ended up marrying Pousset. Uh, you know that beautiful black actress? I forgot her real name. Um, they, She left her husband. They got married. And the other the lead roles now gay. I love it. Hmm. I fucking love it. Okay. People finding their true their true selves. Speaking about true selves, let's talk about James Spader. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the star of the show. I used to have the hots for him back in Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Now it's a little doughy for me. Um, I mean, you know, some people have aged well like Richard Gere. And some people are like, okay, they, maybe they can slim up a bit or, you know, do some sort of reconstructive surgery. How is he to work with? Is he fun? Um, is he tired? Tell me a little bit about him. Well, that will still keep your job. I don't want you to jeopardize your job. Because he is an executive producer. Yeah, of the we show. love James. Love you, and James. I love, him. love yeah, you, James. Yeah, I love You're a good him. Guy, I, James. I love his acting. He is a masterful actor. Is he? Uh, he really is. Okay. Like, you know, he's prepared. He comes in. He's I love that. Worked on the script. He's got his lines memorized. He's 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 uh, almost. Uh, obsessive in terms of, of, of making it precise and Well, that's consistent. amazing after so many seasons, yeah, right? Because yeah. some of these stars just phone it in. Yeah, they don't right. know their lines. They have their sides in between their legs, and they're just kind of, right? He is the opposite of that. He's okay. the opposite of that. And what I know about his personal life, he seems to be extremely happily uh, married or, or, or with the, you know involved a okay. with a partner. He has kids? As far as I know, he's got three that I know of. Hopefully that he knows of. Who knows her, yeah. Spady. Uh, So that I don't. But his youngest is uh, young, probably about 12 years old, I guess. Okay, all right, all right. You uh, men, man, you men can pop out the kids at a later age. How old is he? I would imagine James is 60? No, not yet. Okay. I would imagine about 50. But probably closing in on I'm 60. I'm closing on 60. He's got a yeah. 12-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. He's got grown kids, too. So. Oh, from another, uh, from the previous. You guys yeah. can do that. Yeah, oh, can do I that. hate you, men. I really you, do. You, you ladies can Charlie do it, too. Tab. Well, I mean, please. You, you know what it. I'm saying? It's a freaking nightmare. You guys can just <laughs> squirt out, and there you go. Another five kids. Um, Sorry. I tend to drink water and burp uncontrollably. I'm trying not to do it. I hope you can't hear it. Mm, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Very lady. Very discreet. Very discreet. I'm trying to be discreet. Um, so you're on this blacklist show, but you're also directing and mm-hmm. tell me, I also read in your Wikipedia cause I did that. And mm-hmm. your wife has a nice mention in your Wikipedia page too. I love that. Mm-hmm. You were Muslim for a while. And then you said, Allah, enough of you going back to Jesus. Like, tell me that freaking trajectory. And also what was up with the like Malcolm X's and all these guys, what attracted them to Islam? What, what is that about? So, 
I was actually, before I was a Muslim, yes. I was a Catholic seminarian. I was going to be a priest. Okay. And so I studied as a young man uh, from the time I was 13 or something. I was at a high school preparatory seminary. And, and was this through uh, your parents? They pushed you to do it? My mom was, you know, my mom was a widow, so oh, I was okay. raised by her. So my mother, we were all uh, in Catholic school for okay. high school and that sort of thing. Right. Or at least elementary school. Okay. And then... Um, I thought that I wanted to be a priest. I, I didn't really have a father. You know, my father was dead before I was two. Wow. So the what person, did he die of? He had uh, Hodgkin's disease, oh, okay. which is lymph node. Lymphoma? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank um, like you. I don't have, you know. Any recollection of any him? Any recollection yeah. of him. Yeah. But I understand he was a great guy and uh, and that sort of thing. So I, I wanted to be for other children what uh, the priests were for me. That is a father figure. I didn't... So no shady priest was no where shady you came priest from. in my background. Then we'll talk about Pope yeah. Francis and all that shit yeah. that's going down. We'll talk yeah. about that in a There's minute. A lot. Okay. There's, There's a, a lot going lot on. There's a lot going on, man. Out there and accusations being thrown. But, you know, I have to say, it's not. I know it isn't just the Catholics. Right. Uh, I know it isn't just uh, the religious people who are hypocritical. Uh, our children are, are vulnerable everywhere. And of course I, they and are. And so as a, as a young man, I was a school teacher in Chicago, public school system for on and off for eight years. Oh, wow. And taught music. So that was my way of kind of giving back uh, to the community. And it was my way of, of engaging religious on, on a spiritual level and on an on a educational level. And my is, in Islam was also the engagement on a social level, a cultural level, and on a spiritual level. And so what attracted Malcolm X and, and Muhammad Ali and a lot of other people who right. you'd probably be shocked at some point were Muslims, yeah. uh, was the fact that uh, in, in an environment where they were told that they were less than, than human, uh, where they were second-class citizens at best, and where they were being treated that way. In the Catholic world, you mean? In or? every conceivable corner of American life, okay, uh, they were made to feel, uh, by law, by practice, by custom, by politics and policy, made to feel that they were second-class citizens. And so to hear that God himself uh, was a black man and who actually had uh, a plan in place uh, for the reemergence of black people to be finally put on equal playing field in the Quran. In the Quran, it does it refers to people, but that's uh, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad brought another message. Okay. <coughs> that in addition to it, which is second, <coughs> it came uh, later, uh, a special message, and, the, and he writes about it in a book called "Message to the Black Man." Oh, wow. Where he says that God is not a spirit. God is a man. You can't take a spirit and create something physical. And that particular man, from whom all other men come, is a black man. And so to hear that is deeply, deeply empowering, particularly when Malcolm X, of course, believed that his father was killed by uh, a white racist uh, mob. Right. Uh, Dr. King was killed by a yeah. white racist yeah. pig. Uh, so, you know, to in, in that kind of environment to actually hear that you are divine, uh, which is something that white people grow up thinking, and any other group of people mm -hmm. who come along have a God that looks like them. But a bunch of people were sent or shipped from Africa here, and the Africans didn't give a damn about them, and the Americans where they were coming didn't give a damn about them, and nobody cared about them. They all thought that they were dirt, but to be told that you were actually God is reflective of other great stories in the Bible or in the Talmud or, or in any other holy scripture where it says, even though it looks like you're down and out, 
God has a special place in mind for you. And this is what was said for uh, the, the Hebrews in, in Egypt. Right. This is how they felt in Babylon. And, but God always said, you are my special people. And we God had to, a lot of special people. He yes, kinda, he did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. And I think all of the people that God holds as special are special. <clears throat> but when you have every indication that, uh, that that applies to everybody but you yeah. in this kind of environment, where you have no land of your own, right. no place You're to return, yeah. then you have this opportunity to, or, or you are exposed to this kind of thinking, that's going to be very attractive. That's interesting. So mm. so you are drawn to that um, at what age? Well, I grew up with the Muslims as my neighbor, so I knew uh, Islam, or, or at least the Muslims. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was in the mm-hmm. Catholic school. Uh, but from the time I was conscious of, of, of God and that there were other that there was something other than Christianity. So did your kids mother flip out? She's like, "What the heck?" No, no. She's like, "Great." Well, you know, she was certainly forget a, the priest. Go to the <laughs> imam, right? She, she didn't. She didn't. No, she never said that. Okay. She's like, "Well, invite <laughs> no. them over for dinner." No, that's but, pushing it. We had friends. We played with them, and okay. she would have had them for dinner. Okay, but, but no. Once uh, you became a full-on Muslim, there was no issue. It was taken. It was smooth. No, I'm just saying, even when I was a kid and we were yeah, playing, and yeah, our yeah. playmates. No, no, that I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But even when I was a Muslim, my mother would have preferred that I remained a, a nice Catholic. Catholic boy. A nice Catholic boy. Well, you're That's a nice Muslim right. boy. Um, and right. so what happened, when, so you, because now, as far as I know, you're back back with Jesus. Yes. You, you kind of said, you know what, guys, it was fun hanging out with you and your special message to the black man. I'm going back to square one to the, the, white, the white dude with the beard. Well, my Jesus isn't white. I know. I'm assuming so. I think he's uh, more of an olive skin, and I think he had a mullet. I'm just putting it out there. Okay, I'll buy it. I'm just saying, who really knows, right? Who really knows? But you know, it's a very interesting thing. My favorite Catholic uh, theologian, certainly my favorite, one of my favorite Mm -hmm. philosophers, is the great Thomas Aquinas. Okay. And Thomas Aquinas said, be careful of the man of only one book. And so I always like that because it's. I think that there's room. Uh, I don't think any one religion uh, can possibly comprehend the the magnet mag- the enormity enormous absolutely of God. Yeah. So wait. So what drew you back to Christianity though? Like because you're a Muslim for how long? Um, six months. <laughs> no, for like two years. Two years, okay. <laughs> two years. And you got disillusioned or what? Or just if it didn't feel like home anymore? It didn't feel like home anymore. I okay. guess it never, it wasn't. Uh, you were dabbling. Right. I, a little more than dabbling. I was attracted to the sort of political power uh, or the political potential, I should mm-hmm. say, and the, and the message of upliftment. But I felt when it came down to it, my roots and my... Uh, method right. was more in line with Christianity than it was. And what happened to just becoming Jewish? Why? Why? Why didn't you try that too? I, uh, Jews have a pretty nifty thing going. Jesus himself is a exactly. Jew. That's what I'm saying. So I think in some way I, I do consider myself Jewish. Uh, yeah, Jewish. Okay. You know, there's it's a very interesting thing, Raylan. That, that, that uh, even at the very earliest uh, part of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. the, the first, for example, the first time there was ever a pope. Okay. Really named right. some head, some one person yeah, was yeah. was at the Council of Nicaea, but the Council of Nicaea was called in three thirteen or whatever it was, three twenty five maybe. I'll say three twenty three. Three twenty three twenty three. Thank I, you very thank much. You. I very knew good. That. I knew that. Something of yeah. Look at you. See, <laughs> I'm so full of shit. Yeah, I gotta have thirteen. I gotta have thirteen kids myself. I gotta be smart <laughs> like you. But uh, that said, I that the real purpose of that meeting being called the council being convened, mm-hmm. was to determine what the difference was between 
a guy named Alexander, uh, who was called a Metropolitan, and a guy by the name of uh, Arius. And it was, is God uh, separate from Christ? Right. Or was there a God and then he cre- He thought one or day, hey, I'm going to make a Christ, or right. were they okay. part of the consubstantial or whatever okay. they call it? But so, these are just people deciding these things. These are people deciding, but people have to, people are the ones who are subject to the understanding of the law. We are all people that right. need these kinds of laws. So it has to at some point make human sense. And so if, if something is great, a deeply mysterious thing is God, uh, there, there can't be any unanimity in, in that. You're going to have differences of opinion. Really? See, I think just the opposite. My feeling is, and I'm torn. I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I've, I've dabbled mm-hmm. in Baha'i. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've dabbled in a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, did some Kabbalah classes, hoping to run into Demi Moore and Madonna. That didn't happen. I was also doing it in Milwaukee, so maybe that has something to do with it. But, um, but I feel like if there's one God then everybody would know. You know, there'd be like agreement. It's like the law of physics. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows there's gravity. People, Some people think the world is flat. That's their fucking problem. But gravity we can't deny because if there was no gravity, we'd all be, you know, flying towards Jupiter. So I feel like if there was one God, we would ever just know the fact that there's so many disagreements. It just, it just, not just so doubt in me, it just means nobody's right. I don't think anybody's right. Nobody's completely right. right. Nobody's completely right. Yeah, I right. think everybody has maybe an idea, but we're all right. kind of, you know what I mean? And then it's so, I don't think somebody else knows more than I do. Maybe they read more. They're more well-versed in the in the scriptures of that particular religion. But you don't know shit as much as I don't know shit. That's true. And we don't know what happens when we're dead. Who's going to tell me what happens in heaven or hell until it happens? You know what I mean? That's true. Heaven might be a, a bowl of cotton candy. It might be a good porn flick, you know what I mean, with a buddy. Who knows? Or Same all of these things. Or all of all, these things. All in one, right? Yep. So I just feel like we're all struggling to, you know, and I'm not inventing the wheel here or reinventing the wheel, whatever the term is. Um, I don't think that we're all just trying to make meaning and think we know more than the other person. That's the fucking thing that annoys me. Even the word mm-hmm. fundamental. Don't call these religions a fundamentalist. I mean, it has a negative connotation of the fundamentals. You're kind of slaughtering your own little, you know what I mean? All I care about from these institutionalized religions is good values and love each other and accept each other. And to be, we all know that's the exact, most of the time, exact opposite of what happens. Mm-hmm. You are blasphemous or you're ignorant, you know what I mean? Or you're not chosen or you were chosen on Tuesday and we're chosen today. Or we have e-meters, don't talk to us. You know, all this craziness. And it's so unfortunate because I think it's like, you know, if, if there is a God up there, you guys, you guys are fucking idiots. You know what I mean? And you're even this book that I said, I'm choosing these guys and these guys. It was a joke. It's a metaphor. It's an analogy. I don't really mean these guys are chosen over these guys or Jesus did this for this. I'm like, you know what I mean? Does that make, I don't want to, you know, I just, it just baffles me sometimes. I, I think there's a great amount of what you, of, of agreement that we have on this issue. And I, and I would say that uh, I think that no, as I say, I don't think that any, person, any writer, any volume that was written, book, scripture, can contain all that God is. Uh, but I, I think that God is everything. I think that, you know, there, there's an interesting thing, again, that Aquinas, Aquinas says that. You guys should read up on Aquinas yeah, when, when you're done listening to this. Very, very Sounds smart like a really guy. groovy guy. He's a pretty groovy guy. If you recommend like a Cliff's Notes or what, like what, if I had to read one book or one pamphlet, what would it be? Um, Did he write like in short books or is it like big volumes? No, big, huge. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to just send <laughs> you know me an excerpt. That. I can't be bothered. I okay. will. But, uh, is he a saint too? St. Thomas Aquinas? Yes. Who yeah. sainted him? Who decided to saint him? I can't remember who, who did it. It was Somebody. probably uh, you know, okay. pretty early on. Clerk. 
clerk somewhere did the paperwork. St. Thomas Aquinas, Aquinas. Okay, so yeah, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was, I just love that. Go ahead. No, it's. it's um, I think what I was going to say is that he says that the that the physical world, the yes. world that we live in, and yes. we have to that the rules that govern us in terms of the physical laws of the universe mm-hmm. and, and, uh, is a manifestation. It's how God reveals himself, how God manifests himself through the physical world. And in that way, I think it takes out a lot of the hocus-pocus mumbo-jumbo of, of some guy with a white beard sitting on a cloud and, and yeah, passing judgment. It's a creepy pedophile right, image in my mind. Some artistic rendering of something. Right, but but right. that certainly is n- not what I But you think it I comes think through our saying. actions? So if, if everybody's just fighting and being shitty to each other, that's a manifestation of God too? Does that mean we don't have any free will? Or is that whole other conversation. Well, free will is actually was, uh, is, is another great uh, church theologian, but, uh, but that's uh, Augustus. Okay. Augustine. I'm sorry, Augustine. Okay. <clears throat> Hack it out. Hack he it out. He says that uh, I'm okay. I'm hanging there. You're right. Out. Okay. You know, uh, you're giving me permission you drink with your, your water. Burp. Again, I'm going to drink Take a okay. sip there and make yeah. it nice and out like a commercial. You burped and I hacked. Okay, so here good. you go. I'm good now. We're all about body functions here at Ray Lancaster White's <laughs> That's <X-ray>. right. Erectations <laughs> or so forth. The, uh, the, uh, point I think is that that uh, I don't believe that any one person any one group of people can understand God and I do believe that God being comprehensive uh, express anger can express uh, resentment mm-hmm. he's certainly um, uh, is, is the wrath of nature mother's nature uh, uh, um, nature's wrath I think is right. an expression and a manifestation of God that there are consequences for behavior there are consequences for things that go on. I don't think it all has to be some happy place that has to be defined by the things we pick out to poke holes at. People right. like uh, Christopher Hitchens or all these other yeah, atheists. He was an angry man. He was yeah, angry why? and so hated. Didn't he, die? he died. He died. He died. And, um, he's now a believer in God, I'm sure. Uh, well, or, in the, in the, in the uh, next world, he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I spoke right. ill of you. I didn't mean it. He actually mentioned that in one of Good his Good publicity things. for me. Yeah, right? Well, you know, if God yeah. is forgiving and loving. Well, we don't know that, but let's but, hope, right? I, you know, I, I think that, like he said, like Christopher Hinch has said, and yes. I, I'm not a big believer or supporter of his, but, you know, that God would be forgiving and that God would understand the questions since it wasn't laid out like he it was for everybody else. He didn't give us the, the right, the proper tutorial. Well, right. you know, some guys he appears to and, and disappear, you know, and yeah, wraps them up like in that. a thing. Yeah, some guys yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. heals, some guys he doesn't. So, yeah, yeah. so you know, some people who were really assholes, like Paul of Tarsus. No idea. Or, or so, yeah, yeah, well, he, he was a murderer and a killer okay. and a persecutor of the Christians. Uh, he was a Pharisee, and, right. and he actually hated it for a while, but he became the person uh, that is the most important human being to spread Christianity on the planet, and we wouldn't have it if it weren't for him. So I think and you guys God have it everywhere. Good. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. Two point five billion Christians you, you, on the, the planet. Missionary, the missionary, the, the genius <laughs> of the missionary, huh? But one thing I um, one thing I find um, annoying, and it's not a well, it is a criticism. I don't like when people use that crutch of like God is forgiving. It's like having a. I'm going to go back to AA. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I haven't been to AA. I've had a lot of clients that have been in AA. But this whole sponsor thing gives you leeway to do whatever you want and then ask for forgiveness. It's like, you know, it's like going to confession, right? Like, let me do shitty shit. God's forgiving. I'm only human. It's really lowering the bar for yourself to be a shitty human being or cheat 
or whatever, you know, eat pork on Tuesdays and then be like, well, God's forgiving. I made a mistake. Please forgive. That annoys the fuck out of me. I think God is smart enough to differentiate between somebody who's who's uh, building an escape hatch yeah. every time or somebody who generally errs, yeah. genuinely errs and then and repents and, and tries to do better and does do better. Yeah. I think that God is smart enough and that the person themselves who is who are who you fooling? Right? right. You know, it's right. interesting. I, right. I've been in therapy for many years, and I've run the gamut of therapists from Freudian to cognitive behavioral. I've done EMDR, if you know what that is. It's, I don't. It's a weird thing. They put your finger back and forth to help you with trauma. Long story short, um, I know that sounds vague. Look it up. Google it, folks. Uh, I had one therapist. I said I felt guilty about something, and she said to me, guilt is just an excuse to not do differently. So it's like, I feel guilty I haven't talked to my mom in forever. As long as I can sit with that guilt, I don't have to talk mm. to my mom again. So it's like, don't feel guilty. Just don't do something you're going to feel guilty about. You know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like some you know, some woman doesn't spend enough time with her kids. I feel so guilty that I work so hard. Well, then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was an interesting perspective on guilt. It is interesting. It is. I mean, I you know, I, I think that there are obviously cases where that's exactly right, but there's some, for example, if you're working hard and you would rather spend more time with your kid, right. but, but you have to keep the lights on and that's different. Buy the, that's different. I don't think you'd feel so. guilt then. Do you know what I mean? I feel like guilt is deep down when you know you could, you do have a choice, and you're right. not, you're making one that's better for you and not better for the other person or something I, like I, that. I think for the most part that's true. You know true. what I mean? Right. Now, right. how long have you been married? I've been married nine years now. Now, were you, no. um, and just tell your wife to not listen to this podcast. Okay. I think I'm going to simplify things, and I can ask you the real questions. Sure. Were you a, um, a, uh, a lover of the ladies before you got married? Did you play the field quite a bit, or were you a serial monogamist, or what? What, what happened there? More on the serial monogamous were side. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, no, that's uh, boring, as I was hoping. Because you're an actor. <laughs> Actors, I feel like, they get, they get busy on sets all the time, right? Everybody's attractive and touching each other, and... Yeah, but you learn your lesson pretty quick about okay. about messing around with actors. Or uh, as as uh, as my friend in the industry, my mentor says, "Don't shit where you eat." You yeah, know, you know what I mean. You're having showmances and and all it just complicates things. It does, doesn't it? And you know, and I have to be honest, Raylan, really, I don't know how many uh, actors you know. I I've know slept with sorry. quite a few. <laughs> actors are great in bed. Because they feel like they're being filmed. They're performing. You know what I mean? They they know all the moves and they know the right angles. They know where to put the lights on in the rooms. So they won't look pudgy or have these weird sex faces. Do you know what I mean? They I know did. what they're doing. They know how to have the right sex faces. They don't have like the weird ones. They're they're performing. They're there to please. But right? they're very. I mean, but they're also vain and yeah. they want validation. Yeah. And how's this really? You don't know Is who they are. Good? Is this good? Right. They don't know who they are. Right. right? That's right. Um, have you ever? Uh, um, what was I going to say? You work with Jessica Lang. Oh. She was hubba, hubba. gorgeous. Yeah. So nothing happened there? Oh, man, if only. If How, only that, that'd right? be a great story. I would love to divulge oh, I to mean, the world. Yeah, I mean, she's had some work done that makes her look a little funkadelic now, but she's still stunning. Yeah, she's pretty hot um, still. And I remember meeting her once um, when she was still with Sam. He was not friendly to me. And she was. Oh. Now, I don't want to speak ill of the, of the deceased. Right. But um, that's what happened. Huh? But he was yeah. not friendly. And then another time I saw him, and I think he was a little boozed up, and he was friendly. <laughs> so maybe, you know, then fine. Lubricate. If that's, that's, right. if that's, that's what makes right. you a more pleasant person, I say, you know, but I'm a brilliant, brilliant guy, brilliant actor, brilliant playwright. Um, still yep. fantasize about him. You know, he's good in those like, I'm in the Air Force. You know, he's like in the Air Force. You know what I mean? He always like gets to be in the Air yeah, Force or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, I think the right stuff. That's the what right. Was it that? Yeah, yeah. Anytime he wears like a bomber right. jacket, you gotta be, you know. <laughs> and what's the name of the guy with the big mustache? Sam Elliott. Oh man, he's I true. love him. I love Sam Elliott. I just want him to play something else, like the rabbi next door. You know what I mean? Or like an accountant that's, <laughs> that's working a... in Queens. He's always just just on perched on some rocking chair in Arizona somewhere, right? Right, right. being a hard ass. There's right, well, it's just the same. He's yeah. got the same character. Yeah, but he's got that same. You know, he got that great voice. He I does can't, have I can't it. really do it like that. But yeah. he's, he does the. Core's beer. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah what would him. you do if you had a really squeaky, annoying voice? Do you think your career would have been derailed a long time ago? Yeah. yeah. You come. You come as a package. I might have. I might have made a, a big splash though during the silent film there. Oh, if that's I had a true. Voice. And then they'd be like, "And he speaks." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a tall black man. <laughs> oh, you know. By the way, who's the voices that I've loved in movies? By the way. Yes. Talk to me. Uh, women with squeaky, kind of funny voices, like. Uh, um, Fran Drescher? No. no. Oh, yeah, she's interesting. She's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the woman, Judy Holliday. No, you know I have no idea who Judy Holliday is. You don't know who Judy Holliday Google Holliday? Judy Holliday. Oh, what, man. Uh, what, is she, what was she in that I can look up? Uh, and only if it's free. I don't pay for shit on iTunes. So, oh, what is the name of this thing? It's with Broderick Crawford. Wow. And I can't remember the name of it. It was supposed anyway. I can't remember okay. the name. Of it. She what, won an Academy decade? Award for forties. Uh, forties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she had a great voice. And she was talking. You know, this is really <laughs> fantastic. Was she pretty? Yes, she, she really have a face was. To go with the voice. Yeah. Well, she she looked like she would sound different. Right. You know I mean? She That's looked more sultry. Isn't it? She's like, but but Hi, she's so but she's so great. She when was she's so doing. great. I love that her, and then I love. Uh, I love that actress in His Girl Friday. Who was that? No one's doing that. Oh, yapping with uh, Carrie. Was it Carrie Grant? Yeah, that that's movie? that's the great. Uh, I love her. Matt, can you look that up? <sighs> Who was in His Girl Friday? It's uh, something, something. Jane. Something Jane was, Russell. Yeah, Jane Russell. Jean Jane Russell. No, Jane. Uh, not Jane Russell. What's the Russell? We have Matt. We have that's, Matt on the scene. Yeah, she was also Auntie Mame. Uh, oh, Rosalind Russell. Rosalind Russell. Rosalind Russell. The great Rosalind Russell. And then I love uh, the other one is Bunny. Anybody uh, named Bobby, Bunny's Bobby, gonna... Billy, Billy Burke, I think her name was. She was uh, Glinda the Good Witch. Oh, the good witch yeah, yeah, she was delightful. She's another I one love that voice. movie. Yeah, she's... I would have fucked Judy Garland in a heartbeat. She was gorgeous. Liza, not so much, but Judy, oh my God. Yeah. So magical. With yeah. wearing those shoes. Sorry, I get a little uh, kinky. I just get into fantasy sometimes. It keeps me busy. Sure. Um, so we decided that you're a devout Christian. You're very well, well learned. And now you have a, a movie out. Um, so you're making, you're producing movies yourself. You're pocketing your blacklist cash and saying, "Fuck the charities for cystic fibrosis." I'm gonna make a movie. That's what I. I said. mean, in a nutshell, that's what you're saying to yourself, At right? At least for a little while. A little so while, I, and then I'm you gonna, go back to the chair. I, I understand. Right. So um, tell me uh, in a nutshell about this movie and when it's coming out and when people can see it and can and people that aren't religious do they have any interest in it, or is it gonna be like uh, we we're not going to see that? We'd rather see Avengers. Uh well you know it's interesting because I think that the Avengers is a Christian film is a Christian oh okay film. don't okay. you I, I mean I in the sense I that I'm not a big fan of the big uh, I don't watch poles. I don't watch those things yeah either. yeah yeah I'm in a couple of of them but not in that oh universe, which ones so. are you in I've been uh, Batman versus Superman and oh okay the Matrix and stuff like that oh, right you were in the Matrix yeah, holy uh, shit yeah I'm trying yeah. to remember now okay yeah. so I uh but I I think that they are uh, basically variations of the Christian story right okay or in some way as yeah. as is the well, christian the hero story. right the sacrifice yeah. the okay yeah and the christian story is you know is a knockoff in some people's opinion of, of other stories and i think that you know at least part of those things are true I it all goes that, back uh, to the pagans 
That's all I have to say. <laughs> probably, there. yeah. yeah they probably have all does. Greek, Greek tragedies. And, yeah. um, uh, so this movie's coming this, out. It's called Revival. It's called Revival. Okay. It is, and to answer your question, I think that, that uh, it will be interesting primarily to Christians and uh, people who love great gospel music. Oh, I uh, like gospel music. So if you like gospel music, you're going to love this movie. It's a, it's a gospel musical. It really is. I go to this gospel, gospel brunch music. in Mobile when I'm there, and I love yeah, it. Yeah? Yeah. They look at me funny, but I love it. But you like the music? And they, I love the do music. Do they treat you well when you're there, no matter they how? They do like treat a, me well. Okay. Well, you know what? They're a little like, oh, we're not a spectator sport lady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a little like, what's oh, this is exotic for you. Like, you know, why don't you go across the street and have yourself a pancake? But um, I make some friends, and I just sit in the corner, and I clap. I'm not as coordinated. Um, so I, I try and do some dances, you know what I mean, and kind of make some, some like, enthusiastic We should get sounds. your tambourine next time you can Yeah, maybe tambourine, maybe, maybe a triangle, yeah. uh, a mandolin. Um, but I love it. I find that music very moving. And, 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 yeah, I mean, it does. I feel connected. To, even if you don't believe in God, that music can make you a believer. Is yeah. what I say. Yeah. So you okay? So you directed this? I did not. Oh, okay. I, I produced it. You okay. Know, I'm not. I don't really like directing. Really? Uh, I can see you being bossy. I'm a good. I think I'm a good director. Okay. Uh, well, apparently is, not because you're not. I'm just kidding. I don't. I just. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> okay. You know? Like some people are good dancers and don't really dance a lot, or swimmers or whatever. Right. 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 Uh, I have a friend that was is a great piano player. Great. Okay. And but he hates pe- the piano. He hates, see, that's weird, because usually when people are yeah. good at something, they end up doing it because it helps, yeah. you know, keep their yeah. ego going. Yeah. Um, he, it's a love-hate, I'll put it it's that a, way. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, you're yeah. this self-loathing. I'm so talented at this, I hate it. Well, I, or it, his association with it was, you know, he was sort of, it was used as an t- instrument of torture in his childhood. His father would make him God, we are such products of our childhood. All our fucking issues, huh? Yeah. I'm just waiting for my kids to start going to therapy. Do you know what I mean? I do my best, but they're all going to be talking shit about me. Yeah. For for 40, 40, 50, 60 years of their life. Do you think that in your life you're having these 13 being a surrogate and, and sleeping with multiple actors and so forth is a, is a consequence of your upbringing? Is I have no doubt. I had no role models mm-hmm. in terms of healthy relationships. Uh, my father slept with more women than I can recount. He probably slept with animals at some juncture. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He was just a lover of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom didn't didn't like me very much. I think she resented having me. So it, it caused a lot of issues and self-loathing. And, and, you know, you don't realize it, but it stays with you forever. You know, and you think that as an adult, you'll get over it and you'll go to therapy. But it doesn't. It sticks with you. And all you can do is say, okay, you know, I forgive. Uh, but you don't really forgive. You just say it because it makes you sound more mature. Um, I forgive them, I love them, you know, and then move on. But it's hard, and it manifests itself in weird ways. So all I can do is pop kids out so I can forget my own issues and just focus on them and give them issues. Do you know what I mean? That right. way I'm, like, moving my issues another generation. Right. Sharing. And, uh, sharing, so to speak. Sharing, sharing right. is caring. And, uh, and you know, and, and indulge in um, the bacchanal of existence, you know, sensory pleasures. And also do this stuff where I'm, I forget those for a minute and I sit with spiritual people and I feel elevated and then I go and then I descend back into oblivion once I leave. But for a moment in time, that's what I hope to give with this podcast with X-Ray. You know, people can be like, wow, like look at Harry. Look how well, you know, well versed he is in religion. He's making movies about his beliefs and, and he's in, he was in the Matrix for fucks. Whatever happened to her, by the way? Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah, what happened to her? 
She had an annoying nose job, but besides that, she was good. She was good. I, I don't, you know, honestly, I, I, that's a really good question. I did a movie with her after The Matrix, though. Did, did, did anybody know about it? Because I don't, has anybody seen her? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Should she have, maybe she has a series on Amazon or something nobody she knows might. about. Or she, Hulu. She very well may. Right? You know, Some Western. They're always ends up in these Westerns with female leads. Yeah. Like the girl from true. Downton Abbey. She's got some godless country Western or something with, what's his name? Um, there's so many on right I now. I don't know. Harry. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Can you give me some gossip just to, you know, to, to satisfy my um, my base needs of like an actor that you work with that was a dick or some sort of conflict that came to blows or someone that was bitchy? Um, and if you can name names, great. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Hated Arnold Schwarzenegger. Asshole. Oh, really? Asshole. What was, okay, do tell, do tell. Uh, just was, you know, a, a prick and walking around with, with smoke cigars on a closed set. What where, set where, was this? <clears throat> this was uh, collateral Collateral damage, damage, okay. I think it was called. Okay. Yeah, asshole. Uh, was he governor then? No, this is before that. Pre-governor. Just, just pre-governor. Okay. Just pre-governor. I found him moronic and, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, gropey to the girls. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened to his Me Too moment? Well, he'd build him in, I guess. Oh, yeah. He had his uh, comeuppance a little bit when he was running, I think. But okay. Who cares about him now? Yeah, so, nobody yeah. cares uh, about him. Donald oh. Trump clowns him. Even Donald Trump. Yeah, Arnie's classy. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Okay, so Arnie, that's so a good one. he was an asshole. I, I didn't have a good time working on, uh, working with uh, Damon Wayans at the Okay, time. okay. He was uh, not a not friendly nice. guy, too. Not a friendly guy, jerk. Mm-hmm. At okay. the time, probably nicer now. Or not. Or, or not. I don't really know or care. Yeah. And then there was, uh, what was this idiot's name on, uh, played it. Jag. <laughs> His name Jag. was David James Elliott, I think. I have no idea who that uh, is. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know, okay, you well, that's not as interesting, but Schwartzy's good. Okay. But actually, I like David James Elliott in a movie I saw. He did the, that uh, Trumbo movie with- Oh, uh, Trumbo with what's his with name? With Brian Cranston, yes. who's a wonderful actor. And, uh, I like Brian. And in this case, uh, David James Elliott played Duke Wayne. And I thought he was. I thought he was perfect. Well, a lot of good actors can be dicks, right? Doesn't make you a bad actor. But he's not a good act- actor. He was just oh. good at that part. Okay. I think. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to give him. Trying to forgive. I don't know if he's good or not. Actually, um, I've never really. What would be your your dream project next? Uh, I, I, I'm really curious about playing uh, Duke Ellington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Famous band leader. Yes, indeed, he was uh, and composer. Composer and, uh, was he a pianist as well? Yeah, he yeah. was a pianist. I've got a very, if you don't mind, really me injecting just a little bit of humor in Please. about the p- pianist and so forth. So a guy walks into a bar. It's a joke. Okay. He, it's a joke. Right, Is that go. okay? Can yeah, I, can let I me do that? Hold on, I got to mentally prepare. <laughs> Drum roll, please. It, just, it happens to be good. Everybody, I'd like to bring to the stage now a wonderful comic, Harry Lennox. That's right. Harry Dangerfield. So. Uh, the guy walks into a bar. He's got a little valise, and the valise is a 12-inch tall piano player. And uh, he's got a little baby, literally a baby grand. And, and the bartender is amazing. He said, well, how would you get that? That's a hell of a thing. He said, yeah. He said, you see this next to the piano in there? You see that bottle? I found that bottle on a beach. I rubbed on the bottle, and a genie pops out. He gives me three wishes. And this is what I wished for. He says, wow. He says, uh, that's a heck of a, of a, of a story. He says, listen, I got two more wishes left on it if you want one. He says, really? You would give me one of your wishes? He rubs the bottle. He says, uh, and a genie pops out and he says, I want a million bucks. And so all of a sudden, the the roof cracks open and a bunch of ducks start flying all around the bar. You can't even see anything. He He said, a million bucks? I didn't ask for a million ducks. And the guy says, what, do you think I asked for a 12-inch pianist? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I there you love go. it, Harry. I got, a, I got a million of them. Oh, I like that. That's a, I got to tell that one to my kids. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. I don't have any jokey jokes. I'm more okay. of a storyteller. Yeah. Um, do you have That's a 12-inch okay. pins? Um Okay. Cats. Okay. Uh, that's the one. That's. I'm, it's always tricky. I'm just if, assuming. If I if I did, I, I, if I did, I would admit to it. You probably so. would, right? You'd be, you'd be walking in naked. That's I have a exactly friend like that. Right. He's uh he's Scottish, and he's hung like a fucking horse, and he goes naked anytime he can. I mean, any anytime. He just he, whips it right out. He literally whips it right out. Yeah. I invite him over for dinner. Once you know the kids are there, it doesn't give a fuck. It goes. It's anatomy. You know right. they're gonna learn about it at some point. I don't mind. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, if it's, sure. If it's fine, I don't think the penis is a particularly handsome member. No. Uh, no but no, no, if right. it's, you know, of larger proportions, at least it's more substantial. You feel like you're looking at something. At least it's more on purpose, it seems. It's more, so, it's more yeah. determined. Right. That's like right. God's like, this is, the, the, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, I feel so dirty and pleasured right now. Hold on. Mm. It's, that's exactly right. Um, has, has monogamy been challenging? Or is this thing that just come naturally? You're just too old to care. <laughs> I think it's something, something it's the like the latter. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, the, okay. Yeah. Although you know, look, my wife is hot. There are a lot of women. I, I love women. And okay. I, and I'm happy to say that. You know, I never had any uh, woman issues. The women in my life that I've ever met are, have all been beautiful. Uh, I, I respect women. Uh, I mm-hmm. also happen to think that you know that. Uh, it's okay to find them attractive and to think of them in, in that kind of objective way without, uh, you know, infringing on their rights or anything. But, um, you know, monogamy's never been particularly hard. I, You know, when I was, uh, I don't know, 20 maybe. maybe 20. Right, right, right. I, I maybe tried to date, you know, multiple girls at the right. same time. But, you know, it's just not, uh, it's a lot of work. And, uh, what, marriage or lack of monogamy? Even lack of monogamy and marriage, dealing with another human being on a daily basis, on a daily basis, or it's even on an occasional, but is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So the guys that can have four or five girlfriends and good for and them if they around, have the energy. God bless them. I don't know yeah. how the hell they do it. Right. You know. Well, you know, I think you are. Um, uh, you look young, but I think you're also not. You haven't experienced the the, the tragedies of online, like the bumbles and the mm-hmm. tinders. You know what I mean? Where yeah. all these married guys end up having an outlet. It's so easy. It's not as much work as it used to be, um, which I think just brings everybody down. But I think that today there's this whole trend of polyamory and monogamy is a thing of the past. As long as you're honest with your partner, I agree. go for it. You I know agree. what I mean? If two people want to be open, what did Shirley MacLaine once say? Most overrated thing is monogamy. I think mm. that's what she thought. She also, I mean, whatever. Is she still alive? She is still alive. Okay. I did a movie with her, too. Is she cool? She's great. She was a great actress. She is a great actress. Great yeah. actress. Yeah. And so she has her opinion. You know, she's like, it's overrated. Right. That's so, not for her. Okay. You know? So good, you know, but don't don't pretend. That's right. I'm, that's I'm with I'm you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't was... pretend. I love intercourse. And if I'm in a relationship, then, you know, I try and commit. Um, if it gets boring, then we have to talk about it. If it gets boring consistently, then we have to leave each right, other. Do you right. know what I mean? Yes. I can't. It's important to me. Some people don't need sex as much. I do. I'm insatiable. Right. You know, and a man has to know that. And if I have to bring backups, he's got to be okay with that. And, yep. Unless he can fulfill the bill, right? I'm unless just throwing that out there, Harry. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not an offer. It's an invitation. I will. Um, uh, talk to your wife and, you know, come in together. Uh, I don't know if she's ever swung that way, but I'm open to guidance. Something says no, but I'll, you know, listen, you never I'll, know, I'll, I'll right? tell her to turn on the, to tune in and she can hear it from, from yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this has been an amazing conversation. I think I'm converted now. I think you brought me back to Jesus. 
Oh, he's hacking again. That's, that's hacking. That's, that's a hack good. again. That's a Jesus that's, hack. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. So when can people see Revival? Well, we're going to open up in some theaters. We don't know exactly how many yet. And okay. On December 7th. December 7th. So look year, out for Revival. Do you have like a Facebook page people can check in on or some sort of Instagram or something? We're about to launch a website. It should be called, I believe, Revival the Movie. Okay. Uh, and, and make sure you get that. Yeah. Yep, and you can you can go online now and, and check out uh, what's going on with it. Revivalthemovie.com. I'm sure we'll get social media and all that stuff. Yeah, you can hire people because that's soon. annoying as fuck, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I can't do the it. The tweeting. Yeah, Lord God knows. God help me. Yeah. yeah. Harry Lennox, and it's not L-E-N-O-X, you morons. It's L-E-N-N-I-X, which I think is a lot classier. And dot the I. Dot, well, <laughs> always, if I had a nickel. Um, thank you so much, Harry. You have been a delight. Uh, and yeah, this is Raylan Casper White signing off. Been my pleasure. <laughs>